0: You're listening to Boudoir Therapy, hosted by Darlene Wong. I fly over oceans in my sleep. Join me in my private boudoir where I raise the volume in the presence of coveted feminine and empowering business women I call the queens. Why can't we just be? Why can't we just be? You are not living life if you are not living your inner art. There's a lot of people out there that can learn from what you are going through or, you know, just the entire process of what life has. Um, and from my impression, uh, it's going, this is the third time now that I get to encounter you and, um, uh, you're always on your passion. You're still always doing what you love to do. And I think it's really important for people to realize all the, all the negative energies that, you know, end up slapping us in the face. Every so often, every time we think there's some kind of balance and, and how we have to really be very strong minded and, and loving what we're doing so that we can continue basically walking so we can breathe, so we can, so we can fly, so we can just experience life.
1: No, very true. And it's interesting because I recently, it will be a year this month that my 30 year marriage ended and in hindsight when it first happened if I ever thought I could survive it I would never say I could but now that I'm sitting here a year later and I have this quote on my uh on my wall that uh, one year equals 365 days of dreams is so true um yeah it's extremely true everyone is entitled to one year of any kind of healing after these big things and I don't believe we give ourselves specifically women enough time to heal I think we just have to we live in a life of get up dust yourself off and go to the next one Uh but if we don't take the time and heal and and I know and I'm not going to bash my ex-husband or men because they just do it differently. But that doesn't mean we do it that way. Uh-huh. And I've watched um, my ex just move from one fire pan into another. And that's his journey. And if it works, excellent, but it's not mine. Okay. And my journey was very clear to me that I needed to work on my stuff and what I loved. And I needed to, to focus on my passions even more. And that's why I said to you, yeah, it's very busy. It's fabulous. <gasps> but when you start to work an answer to yourself, you start to realize all the negative energy you put up with. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to realize that I don't want it in my life. So I don't attract it anymore.
0: Good for you. It's really Good for simple. You.
1: But we get stuck in it for a long time and we become all these labels of mothers and wives or girlfriends and partners and we do all these different labels, but we forget who we are. Mm -hmm. And we can actually, I believe, get stripped down to nothing where we're actually standing there. We can't build ourselves up. And this year has been an incredible learning curve. And if you ask me what I've done, most of my friends, family, and people uh, would have said that I would have crashed, mm. but they don't know me that well. <laughs> They're starting to realize I'm a lot stronger than a lot of people thought.
0: <laughs> yeah. But it's I actually because
1: thought I into my own energy and it's my own stuff. I'm not, I'm not responding to other people's karma anymore. I'm just oh. refusing not to. And I think that's a very big aha moment in my life. It's a massive shift. So if you wake up and you decide that you want to do something, you're doing it from your own true passion and it's because of your commitment.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's because it's going to feed you. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yes.
1: And it's not about feeding. Yeah. It, And I'm not. I love monogamy. I love relationships. I will find love again. But it's not my path right now. It's not my path right now. Is to be crystal clear with who I am and what my intentions are. I was not capable of doing that with two children. I have an older son who works with ADD, ADHD, Tourette's, who's high functioning. I have a daughter who works with depression, and I had um, a marriage of thirty years and. I wasn't capable of finding myself in that, that energy.
0: Yeah, I got lost. I don't know how you could, actually. It's, it's very demanding, and, and, every and, single one.
1: Right. And I ran a company, and I have clients, and, and, and. And, and so you're traveling. You're, like, you're even
0: outside all the time, right?
1: Right. And what you do, or what I did, is you just put on a new hat and you show up, it's parent-teacher meeting, so you do that, or then you go and you go to the grocery store and you become that, and we don't, we lose ourselves. We have no idea who we are. And then, when the world changes, you feel like you're alone, which is fabulous. (laughs) I think everyone gets afraid of it. But I actually realized, oh my God, thank God I'm alone. I can actually figure out who I am. I don't have to listen to anybody else anymore. I love my family, my children. I even still love my ex-husband, as crazy as that sounds. But they need to go figure out who they are because I think what we do, and women are really bad at this, is we fix everybody's problems, mm. but we forget
0: to fix our own And in fixing someone else's problems, we take in all their problems, we absorb it, and then we become the problem, right? Because we're not being helped. So we're just, we need to find an outlet ourselves for all of this negative energy that we've been absorbing. But nobody wants to listen to the mom. The mom is already crazy enough, nagging, is tired, doesn't really pay attention. Like she's nobody. She's just somebody, she ends up being the person who just does a role for someone else.
1: Yeah, and one of the things I realized, which is something that I I can have women walk away from this podcast today realizing one thing, I'll share this with them. When you take on other people's energy, you rob them of their karmic experience. You actually stop them from growing. And we're not doing anybody a favor by getting involved and meddling and, and and picking up after them. And, and we are doing no favor to anyone. In fact, we are actually causing more problems Mm. by thinking we're helping. And when I had that aha moment and realized, holy moly, what have I been doing? You can then shift because you take your own power back. It's interesting because, you know, my son, he's on his own. He makes his own choices. He does some crazy things. And I say to myself, but he's on his own. He's making his choices. Mm-hmm. He's doing own crazy things. Just because I don't like them doesn't mean that they're not perfect for what he needs to do. But the point is, I'm not making those choices for him anymore. He's making all these decisions and, you know, it's just no different when they're two or walking and they fall down. You got to let them fall down. Yes. I think we make a terrible injustice as women because we feel that everything has to be in order, has to have a place, and then we absorb all this energy. And then we lose sight of who we are, we lose the passion. And then when we're stripped back to nothing, we get fearful, we get anxiety, we get depression, because we think, what are we going to do? We can't fix anybody. Because the reality is we've we don't know how to fix ourselves. Yes. So last year has been exceptionally powerful for me and I'm blessed, very thankful actually. And I never thought I would be in this space as I was last year.
0: Well, congratulations, Tracy. I have goosebumps running from my neck to my toes. (laughs) And I'm happy, I mean, you dove right in. I didn't have to even ask you half the questions, you answered already half of them. But this is the point, you know, of this concept, boudoir therapy, because I said, you know what, I am sure that there are other women out there who are willing to share the reality of what life is about, because we're so exposed to what we only see, right? So especially that social media is so prominent in today's world, we see all these lovely pictures, these lovely videos, these lovely stories. That's not really possible. I, I have beautiful, things, I make beautiful work, but you know what, I I really like all of this beauty is actually coming from something very, very dark. And I'm so glad that I got out of this dark space. But I'm pretty sure that if I were to put together a community of women who are willing to share a little bit of, you know, what happens behind the scene, that we can empower and inspire others to go ahead and try living your inner art, living your passion, because it's really not easy. It's not going to get any easier. It's actually just going to get tougher. That's what I've noticed. But every time I knock down a wall, I just get stronger. And I'm like, okay, I did that one. Okay, I can go to the next step now. It's just that we're, we're brainwashed into this perfect little world. Like you were saying, everything perfect. But there's no such thing. I'm glad that you you're speaking and you're telling and you're very transparent about what your life is going through right now because it is the reality with a lot of women.
1: Yeah, and if you look on my social media feed, it's quite active. Um, I'm a perfumer. I create custom scents. I have a studio. I have an international presence, a global presence. You'll see me jet flying across the world into different countries. I deal with five-star hotels. A wonderful presence. And I have a spectacular photographer who makes me look flawless. Mm. <laughs> I spend some nights at 10.30, pounding away with my last breath. Um, <laughs> to stay in shape not necessarily from vanity, but for my heart to keep my heart going, so that my health is uh, number one because that is the most important thing. If you don't have health, you have nothing. Mm. Um, grocery shopping at uh, eleven o'clock at night so I can make sure I eat properly <laughs> and, and uh, make sure I am not going through drive-throughs and doing terrible things to my body. I put myself first. I'm very meticulous about that, and yeah, it it may seem from an outside, it's all perfectly put together, <laughs> but uh, it's not. There's no way. Uh, I have expectations of myself that I will no longer compromise, and I think that is very important to get to. I had um, a moment where I was actually on the plane uh, when they talk about the, you know, the mass dropping, and you put it on yourself first, and then you help others. Uh again, the aha came for me. Yes, I haven't. I haven't been taking care of myself. And when we are not strong and we are not doing what we are doing, we're we're terrible to everybody else. And I have seen in the last year, my strength and my growth has caused my children to raise the bar Mm. for themselves because you walk your talk. You can lecture people all you want. But if we are not, as women, rising up to our potential, we are not doing, again, justice to anybody. And I have a young daughter who's 20 years of age, and I teach her how to be taught by the way I choose to be taught. I teach my son how to teach me to be taught, and that's how he teaches women. My daughter went through a situation of infidelity. It was on her. And I remember we were in the grocery store and she was bashing men and her and her girlfriend were talking about they're young and they were hurt and I turned around and I looked at them and I said, I'm sorry, you chose the wrong man because my son would never do that. I've raised my son to be independent, to take care of himself and to respect women. And they looked at me and I said, the reality is you chose the wrong man. It's not necessarily the man, it's you. You have to change your expectations of what you want from people and how you want to be treated. He's goofy and makes a lot of mistakes. (laughs) There are things that I don't think that people would like about him, but being disrespectful to a woman. No, he would never do that. Why? Because I'm his mother and he would never do that to me. I won't allow it. And this is where we need to raise the bar Mm -hmm. for our children to teach them based on our actions, how to teach each other. And I honestly believe as motherhood, it's not lecturing. We got to walk our talk. And there is a lot of women out there who are not walking their talk and I have opened a studio in the last um, six months where we do classes on how oils help with depression and anxiety and wow how that's feel amazing better. And because I'm trying to empower women to start getting real with themselves start yes. dealing with them yes if you don't if we don't take if we actually don't put our mental health our physical health and our spiritual health first,
0: Uh we're not
1: going to do any justice in making... Conscious shifts and planet changes. It's just it's not going to happen. We can vote any politician you want in power. It has to be an internal thing that we do dialogue.
0: And how do you find that those classes that you give, where you're linking your sense with with a certain power to help with anxiety or depression? How does that work?
1: Well, it's interesting because we set up the scent bar, which is the first actually I think in Canada, where you can come into the studio and you can smell raw materials from different parts of the world and it's um, quite empowering because a lot of people have never really smelled Bulgarian lavender or um, Mm -hmm. frankincense various different grades of eucalyptus. There's pre-blends, and then there's also synthetics. And I am not ashamed of synthetics. People have a misconception about uh, synthetics that somehow they're bad. Mm -hmm. It's how they're formulated. Sugar is sugar, but sugar is not bad for you. It's how much you intake and how much you use and where the sugar comes from. So it's the same idea of teaching people and kind of breaking down these stereotypes. So one of the stereotypes is the perception of how scent is a tool, and it's a powerful diagnostic tool, and it's used to determine about, I think it's about 56 different illnesses from cancers to all kinds of Alzheimer's, different diagnostics, because they realize different conditions have a smell or an odor mo- molecule. So the science has and gone to the other side, knowing it's a vibration, that smell can actually impact the brain. And as you and I have worked on the idea of design, it's the same thing. So if the space feels good and there's color components and sound components and tactile, now you are element, adding the element of smell, you can actually change how you feel you can sleep better. And so the classes are about really empowerment. And last night we had a full house. I had women with anxiety issues, sleeping issues, muscular issues, nagging syndrome issues. She was openly candid explaining how much she nagged. And how much-
0: I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> nagging. But she says she nags all the time. And
1: she's that woman that she never wanted to become. Uh-huh. And she's miserable. And I said to her, why are you nagging? And it's almost like she's on this journey trying to figure out why. Because, and I applaud her for even asking the question, because there's so many of us on autopilot that's just pick up your laundry. And she's actually identifying that it's hurting her family because she has got control issues. So she's trying to use scent to let go. And you know
0: what? It's very powerful of her to even just come up front and say that because just the fact that she is aware, it exactly. is I find is a big step into changing what needs to be changed. Once exactly. you're really conscious, then you're already on the journey of changing what it is that you don't like about your environment or who you are. Right.
1: And it's almost like you're halfway there. And that was one of the things I realized um, leading up to my marriage ending, I kept having conversations with my partner and he wasn't even present. And I realized you're not even getting this. So Mm -hmm. why am I having this conversation because if the person is not in an acknowledgement of where they're at Uh there's nothing you can do and I made a decision that I want to work with people who are aware of themselves who are coming to me because they see I can be a tool or want to create a project together where we can grow we're working on a, a new project called euphoria it's a scent installation at a museum okay and i'm working with an artist who will take the scent and and put it into a visual context of paintings and oriat is this really uplifting floral citrus story that takes you away from all the darkness of february depression and uh, we have a museum who wants to curate a whole bunch of programs for the community Mm-hmm. To show people how scent in children's programs or camps or it now is mushrooming and taking legs. So this is something that we're working on, but I never would have gotten to this great creative space before because I would have had to push through and it's just so much easier because I don't have this karma. I don't have
0: this feel creative it. energy. I can feel it for you. The problem is sometimes we receive the wrong kind of love, the conditional kind of love. And when you realize that you are alone, well, you have no choice but to relearn and say, I need to give myself that unconditional love so that I can forgive myself and keep going. Yes. Yes. And like, very important. Just that itself, love, you know, it comes from a lot of it comes from yourself. But where do you find other kinds of support, Tracy, um, around you in order to get through
1: to um, the next well, step? That's actually a really good question because um, my family is not very supportive of me. And um, I have a very broken, not broken, but I put up a lot of um, self help boundaries that I was no longer going to be disrespected or tolerated by my own personal family. Okay. So, I have a sister who I haven't spoken to in a year, who has never even reached out. I was recently in the hospital. Um, She has her own viewpoints of my life, and that's her choice. I wish her the best. I love her, but the belief structure that family will be there for me was Uh not true. My children, absolutely, but as a mother and an ex-wife, you have to walk up. A very fine line with that one, because you don't want to bring the, your children involved. At the end of the day, for my kids, that still has their father, and their father are their heroes. I know my relationship is completely separate. So even though my kids were quite supportive of me and helpful, I chose to keep them out of my life. I didn't want them involved. Okay. I didn't want them to see me crying. I didn't want them to see me falling apart. because if you can't be their support and their wall they're not very they they fall apart much faster and so i think as mothers we have to keep our emotional baggage out of the way of our children we may hate or be angry at our exes but they shouldn't see that my support and my family really came from an incredible group of women who are my friends And I chose them to be my friends. And I have an incredible network. I have one of my dearest friends is in Manhattan. And when I have enough, I jump on a plane and disappear for three days. And we laugh. Yes. And have fun and hang out. She is a fabulous husband. So it's almost like I believe I could have another relationship. And so she is a really great... Mentor for me, that um, this is what love could look like because wow. I didn't know what it could look like. Wow. I have another girlfriend who came from a very abusive relationship physically. It took her 10 years to get out, but she is the strongest woman I know. And so, from a legal perspective and a, a reality, she would say to me, You need to stop talking. You need to go get a lawyer and you need to, to deal with this. This is a business. Mm. And I really believe you need women who are practical, but I also believe as a woman, you need to shut up and listen (laughs) because sometimes we don't. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, (laughs) I have have another friend who is a dream. She's one of my close neighbors, a mom. She's a widow, different scenario, but she lives with a man who has three ex-wives. She has a very unique perspective, loves her partner, but is completely has a different perspective. And I really believe if we share instead of judge, mm-hmm. we can learn from each other. And one of the things I learned a long time ago is women can be very hard on women. And I have consciously made a choice. I don't judge any woman anymore, ever again. It was a decision I made a long time ago because um, I think we're our worst critics. I think we stand in line and we naturally look at the way they wear or the way they, you know, if they're more flirtatious than we are, then what's wrong with us and what's wrong with them. And I think we really need to stop the judgment.
0: By being alone, I said, Oh my gosh, like I want to do this and that. I, I'm not getting the support from the closest people, but I'm gonna have to go and find that support elsewhere, darling. I did also stop judging because I had gone through a huge transition in my life and I made it out alive, and I said this is, my, this is my second chance. Realize, realized, well, I only know how to do art and design. And I said, well, then that's my method of helping. It went from boudoir design to boudoir therapy. And uh, women from different backgrounds, with different kinds of careers, with different stories, who are going to share... I want to hear it for myself. I mean, this is this is my therapy also. I, I know there's others like me. I'm not the crazy one. I'm realizing the more interviews I do, the more dark stories, the more there is this kind of isolation. And I had to go and isolate myself in order to discover myself and then choose who and what I want in my life from now on.
1: As I am, putting boundaries up for my children, walking my talk, doing my work. My relationship with my mom and I is getting better. And it's almost like, as I said, back to that grocery shopping experience where my daughter and girlfriend are bashing men, you chose to be treated that way. And by no means am I suggesting any victimization or cruelty upon a person, that is never acceptable. And I will not tolerate that. And there is uh-huh. there is evil and cruelty in people. But I'm talking about manipulation. I'm talking about control. I'm talking about almost mind games that we play with each other. When we start to get rid of that, uh-huh. we actually attract a totally different type of people. And I've seen it even in my business. Uh-huh. I have completely different client base yeah i've lost a few clients in this journey but i've gained some wonderful clients that have showed up that are how can we work together and what is you and and it's so refreshing isn't it we're now partners we're partners
0: so i think tracy how would you define success then for yourself and that's an excellent question because um
1: I was a fight with my ex for a long time. (laughs) Success should be defined based on your financial statement. Right. (laughs) I don't believe in that at all. Success for me is about um, my sincere relationship with my children. I have a goal that I want to be respected, adored, and appreciated. What you give to your community is a reflection of your success. Um, how much you can give is a reflection of what you are about as a person. Um, I also believe in um, relationships and successful friendships and nurturing. If it is family, because I have cousins and aunts that I still see, if it is that, then that is a reflection of our family. And then success is also how we treat ourselves and our our health i think i I really believe um it, we haven't given us given ourselves permission to make a health successful um and ex- excuses are a deadly thing and a deadly game and it, they really can cause death for some people they know they should be doing things better and they choose not to so for me being healthy i go to yoga once a week i try to get to the gym three times a week and i eat exceptionally well and i meditate because that's successful if i can show my daughter at 20 that you can get through menopause without drugs and hormone therapy and killing my neighbor by screaming at him from a rage tantrum, then I'm doing a good job.
0: Yay, Mom!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Financially, I believe that is part of success, because we live in a currency world, but I think independent finances is, is very important. That's one of the reasons I'm moving. I'm downsizing because I don't want to do mortgages anymore. I don't want to do debt I have no interest of that at all. And I believe when you are detached from that, that's successful. I really believe. Wow. It's not how much you are worth. It's the fact
0: that you don't owe anyone.
1: You just are responsible for yourself.
0: That sounds beautiful. I have another question for you. Do you own a queen's chair? A queen's chair? No. Yes. The concept that I've put together with my brand is that every woman deserves a queen's chair. And it comes from just having a space that's dedicated just for you, where you can either just sit, think, read, um, where, where you and others around you know that this is your time. Do you have a location or a place Okay. And what is that place?
1: Well, in my new house, it's actually in the front entrance. When you walk in, I want to make a grand entrance. And so there's a space when you close the door, you can sit there and decompose. So I know where that space would be.
0: Well, I'm happy that you have your space. If you ever need a a queen's chair, you know, you you have options over here as well, too. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And what do you deserve from life, and how will you make that happen in 2019? I don't deserve anything.
1: I make everything happen. It's not what is owed to me at all. Nobody owes me anything. The universe owes me nothing. I have no expectations of that. What I'm capable of is a totally different discussion. Totally different discussion.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll meet you up for coffee for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally different discussion. Two nineteen though, will be um, an expansion. We are hoping to get our brand into the airport, and our first destination will either be Turkey or Pakistan. We have a calling to get into the Middle East for sure. Wow. Um, our work is very important. Um, if I can impact more women and help more women that is a calling for definitely what we're doing but if i could say my brand will be a global brand before people know it
0: i know you will (laughs) i know i'm so grateful for having you here on the show do you have any questions for me tracy
1: no actually um other than i hope you're well
0: With the increased awareness with mental illness and the work you have been doing, how are you finding people's engagement with sense? If you have a listener
1: now and is fighting depression, is dark, sad, scared, and does not have any clue whatsoever how to get out, the first step is to acknowledge, I need help. Create a support system. There's therapists, there's neighbors, there's people. And start by asking. I think that is the number one thing. And the second thing is, start to smell things.
0: I fly over oceans and mice. If you enjoyed The Voice of Boudoir Therapy, please leave your review on iTunes. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram. And every Tuesday is Social Tuesday. I'll be active on social media if you have any questions. And don't forget the full moon special. Listen in a little bit closer to my story. Want to personalize your boudoir therapy experience? Visit www.darlenewang.com under DW Boutique to purchase your copy of Boudoir Therapy, a self-deserving journal made by me, just for you and never never stop living your inner art because you deserve it
1: do what you have to do i threw out (laughs) so much i just started to purge i made a day of saying every day i would recycle a bag i would throw out a bag and i would give away a bag and that's what I would do, I, I because I had 30-year relationship with two kids. Um, my son had moved out, my daughter was still in university, um, but you uh, collect mm-hmm. all this stuff. I know. I don't know why, I still haven't figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> so don't know why I haven't. I don't know why we do it, and I'm pretty good compared to some. I know some people have all kinds of stuff, but I still had boxes and bags of stuff. And by me doing that, the realtor came by a few days ago and came into the house and said, "You're ready. You're really ready. I'm ready because I've been working on it. It yeah. took a year, but I." I didn't make it as um, sometimes what we do as women where we we kill ourselves in a weekend to get stuff ready because we can do anything. I believe that. (laughs) (laughs) But at what cost? And how many massages do we need and can we sleep and do we need a few bottles of wine to get there? Like, that's the reality. (laughs) <laughs> so if we can do it with a lot less love for ourselves and say, mm, I did a box. As long as you're doing something, you're moving mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm.